Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to your Life's Work Podcasts. I am your official spiritual director. Glad you're on board. How are we? Are you sensing an incredible surging of the the uncertainty that is happening again in our world? COVID a few years ago, right? The conversation was, holy shit, are we all going to die of some disease? And now the headlines are splashed with World War III. And are you prepping? <laughs> are you going to Sam's Club and buying $400 worth of stuff? Are you building a bomb shelter? What are you doing to prepare for the inevitable, right? The fear and the worry and the anxiety in this season is no doubt, uh, it's like a jacket you wear, y'all, in the, in the wintertime. It is heavy. Um, it is on. It, 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 almost every person. That, I sold my black truck this week. My black truck finally quit. My farm truck finally quit. For those of you who are <laughs> keeping tabs on the old car uh, narrative in my life. The black truck finally quit, so I sold it. And the two guys that came up um, to buy it, nice guys, a couple nice guys, going to restore it. And uh, that's fantastic. Nothing like helping out the old truck world. We need you. We need more people. <laughs> but even those guys came up the driveway as, we, as they were kicking tires and deciding what to do with it. The conversation quickly, quickly ran up the flagpole to what's happening in the world right now. It's, it's on everybody's mind. So what do we do with this? What do we do with this? One of the big problems with what's happening right now is the fact that I can watch a, a war live on my phone. I can go and stand in aisle seven of the local shopping market here, buy spaghetti, and watch a literal war live on my phone. In one hand, I can buy tomato sauce, and in the other hand, I can have live pictures from the Ukraine as bombs hit buildings. That thing in technology has one thing to do with what I'm going to talk about today because it does amp up our nervous system. Because it, it, it is, even though it's across and a million miles away, it seems like it's still like right in our face. And that's one reason to respond. Number one, it's one reason that we must act to stop violence, to stop war. But it's also another reason that we really need to understand uh, what, what that kind of energy is doing to us, mind, body, and spirit. Because our nervous systems, man, are, as, a, as, a, as a human community, our nervous systems are stuck to the ceiling. Coming off of COVID, going into this, uh, we're just stuck to the ceiling. And we're not able at some level to really look with some clarity on what we all need to be doing and how we need to be responding to this. I'm not the end all. I just heard myself say that. So I know there's a few people, right? Oh, you got the answer there, Jerry. It's just not about having the answer. It's about really with, with some clarity, finding the wisdom using the wisdom Geiger. What's well, not Geiger. Well, what is that stick thing? You know, that stick thing you, you find the water with. What is that? Anybody? I don't have a producer, so I don't have a producer whispering in my ear that that is a divining rod. 
Right? Is that what it is? I just came up with that. I'm looking right now. You hear my computer going. I'm the damn... Um, yeah, Divining Rod. Yep, that's it, Divining Rod. So the idea is we're going to use wisdom to find um, a way to react. The Divining Rod of Wisdom. So I got a few things that I think we can do for war, that we can do with war. But I just, I just want you to know that thing is real, that holding the war live in our hands. I can do it right now. I can, I can go live right now to the Ukraine and, and watch terrible acts of violence. But again, it's one reason to understand the need to act, and it's another reason to understand what that energy that phone, that device, the ability to be connected like that is doing to our is doing to our collective souls, you and me. And like I say, the human, the human experience, the ner- the human nervous system as a whole right now is stuck to the damn ceiling like a cat, scared to death. So there's just a few things to consider that I want everybody to understand that I've been, you know, my background for the record is journalism. So I was a journalist for a long time. Don't hold that against me. <laughs> Part of me as a journalist, and I'm old school, Jay, man. That's that's the end. Of, that's Yeah, I'm old school journalist. If you want to know more about that, you can call me. But I consider myself an old school journalist. Um, I'm not going to tell you how I feel necessarily about things that I report on, right? It's like, what is? That's old school journalism. What is? What are we looking at? So what are we looking at? The UN estimates that 5 million people are expected to be displaced through this war in Ukraine as a result of the of Russia coming across the border. 5 million people. Now, that's a lot of damn people, as you know. What are we doing with those people? The United States is unlikely to receive an influx of Ukrainian refugees who will most likely be received by the Central European nations. Um, but... The United States, right, is already talking about how to assist with the refugee crisis. So it's not that they won't, it's that they're talking about it because the, the reality is uh, all of Ukraine's neighbors, Poland, Romania, Moldova, Hungary, Slovakia, I just like saying that, uh, they've all have already said, hey, we'll, we'll take people. But I just want you to know, there's already a community of people coming forward to help people, and that's what we're going to do with war. What we're going to do with war at the end of the day is we're going to help people. We're going to help people who are suffering and who are in great need. And, and this is the kind of target that we really need to be shooting at. Because when we start shooting at that target, we get out of ourselves a little bit. Now, I'm not talking about dying to self. Everybody calm down. I know you deconstructionists hear that and everybody freaks out. Um, what I'm talking about is because the war is at the end of our hands and because the human condition and the nervous system and the spirit are stuck to the ceiling, it's hard to get out of ourselves. It's hard to get out of our brain in the matriculation of all that fear and anxiety and worry. So r- right away, what do we do with war? We help people. That's what we do. Helping people is the key. So there's three things. There's three things here that I've come up with. I just said a list, right? I'm, I take these lists every week. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really turned into a list guy. 
Number one is be a peacemaker. Number two is the utilization of your cash. And number three is going to be the utilization of your spiritual practices. So we're going to go to, and I also got uh, three things, can believe it or not, on what not to do with war. I know, thank God you showed up today. Hey, holy heavy, right? But this is it. This is really what we need to be focusing on. We don't need to be focusing on the SAG Awards or the Oscars for the record. Am I picking on the SAGs and the Oscars? Yeah, damn right I am. Because part of me gets really angry at this horse shit sometimes. But I don't want to do that today. Not rageful, just angry. Because we really need to look at our priorities. We really, and I'm not saying you're focused on the SAGs <laughs> or the Oscars, whoever that is listening. I'm saying as a general cultural movement, when I'm scrolling Instagram and I see just as many pictures about the war as I do the SAGs, I think to myself, what the hell are we doing? Right? Or the Super Bowl. Or why not baseball's going to start in spring training a week late? Now, again, I know life goes on, but it's not enough that people are suffering and we just continue to live our lives. It's just not enough. And, and I think we need, somebody needs to push us against the wall with that kind of thinking. The kind of thinking that says, hey, there's war going on. What are we going to do to help people? Oh, don't be so idealistic, JR. Well, all as I can tell you, man, is I'm sick of two, I'm sick of two things. I'm sick of the warmongers and I'm sick of the people that just turn the blind eye. And again, man, I, I, you know, I, I put a social media post up the other day that I got criticized for because I used the F-bomb in it. I'm not even going to justify it. I'm just going to say we need to be pushed up against a wall, a human wall. And the human wall needs to recognize other people's needs. That's all. That's all. Okay? Be a peacemaker. Number one, use your voice to move the idea of peaceful solution and peaceful change. Your voice. Speak. Social media is a great way to speak right now. Speak on the social. Share the stories. Make up new content. Tell the people of the Ukraine. Tell the people that are the neighbors, all the Central European nations over there. Speak a little bit of Love, compassion, and prayer. Use your voice. My middle boy, Angel, we were talking about protests over the weekend. And he was like, well, what good does protest do? Protests don't do nothing. <laughs> that's, that's very much Angel. And it's an opinion. And, it, and we talked about it. My thing is, as we use our voice... We're creating an energy and a community amongst each other. And, and there is no doubt that we need community amongst each other right now when it comes to this situation. Because this situation is real and there's uh, just a crap ton of suffering coming out of it that we can help with. Show your solidarity with the people of the Ukraine on social media and the people of the neighboring countries, even the people here. There are thousands, maybe millions of people in this country that are from the Ukraine, from New York to L.A., and I'm sure the communities would be more than happy um, to have your voice right alongside of them. Um, for those of you who are watching the news, 
Germany, unbelievable protest, unbelievable voice of the people. The, the picture was amazing. Hundreds of thousands of people coming together for peace and no war. It was, it was, it was just absolutely wonderful to see. And that, that kind of thing yields a little hope. That's why we use our voices. That's why we show up. That's why we hold vigils. That's why we protest. That's why we join them. That's why we make new friends. You don't know about the Ukrainian population in your area? Go know. Go get to know the Ukrainian population. Go get to know them. Because I guarantee you, you're going to hear stories about people that they know that are in some deep suffering right now that you can probably, most likely, I'm sure you can, Lend yourself to them, whether it's your ears, your cash, your prayerful thoughts, or just your good old-fashioned mojo and love. You can do that. If all those things don't satisfy you, take in a refugee when they come. There are organizations, some religious organizations and some governmental agencies um, that are looking for folks to house refugees. You can, you can, there are refugees in this country right now that need it. There are refugees in this country right now that are being housed by the government. You could take them. If you get nutty, you get really, hey man, I really want to dig in and, and, and really, really focus on people's and people's needs. There you go. That's a huge one, taking a refugee. You imagine? Can you imagine? Think about it right now. You sharing your house with somebody. What do you think about that? What do you think about taking in a stranger? Send a message to President Biden and all your members of Congress to support Ukrainian refugees. We've already earmarked, um, this government has already earmarked cash going that way. And there's cash going to the refugees. Lend your voice, though. Send a message. Yo, let's make sure our tax dollars are doing something to help the suffering people of this war. Learn about the ever-evolving situation and share resources. I think that's a big one on the social right now, is from moment to moment, there are people and organizations that are doing things to help people, whether it's getting them out of the country or there's, there's one, there's one uh, organization called Sunflower of Peace, and perhaps you've already heard about it. Um, these folks prepare first aid medical tactical backpacks and make sure that they get them in, in, in country. So they put together backpacks, all kinds of stuff in it, to, you know, to you know, you know, make sure your cut's not bleeding, an aspirin, you know, whatever, medical supplies. But, you know, you, you learn about these things by paying attention a little bit to the social because these things change all the time. Hey, we need, hey, we need, hey, we need. If you start paying attention to people's needs, whether it's in your own, and this is what we really should be doing. At the end of the day, we really should be doing that in our community, and then start feathering outside of that. But if you start paying attention, you're gonna you're gonna get really good at it. And not only are you gonna get really good at it, but you're going to become a person that helps people into transformation, peace. That's where we want to go. So learn about the ever evolving uh, situation and share resources. And, and again, sharing resources nowadays is is online. Send a link. Post a link. Post a link on your Facebook today for UNICEF. Post a link on, on your Twitter today for Save the Children. 
How about Catholic Relief Services? But I'm not Catholic, okay? How about International Medical Corps? How about Project Hope? How about one of those? Cash. That's what we're talking about at the end of the day. So it's be a peacemaker, and then let's move into cash. When you support with cash, and again, most Americans, um, very generous. You're very generous. We're very, very generous. You know, my my house, uh, you know, for years has been making sure that we support a compassion kid and a few other things because we're generous because we got money. We got cash. Americans have cash. You've got cash. You do. You got cash. Cash is needed right now, again, for the necessity of need because there's great needs going on right now. So your cash should be supporting an agency. Um, and it's easy to find these agencies because there's a million news articles out right now. You can Google how to help with the Ukraine and a lot of, uh, you know, very good, you know, news agencies out there. Um, have provided links and all kinds of, of places. But here's here's the people that we know. You know, the UNICEFs, the World Help, the Red Cross, the Save the Children, uh, Global Giving, Operation USA, uh, International Medical Corps, like I said, you know, UNICEF. I mean, there's some stapled organizations that are already heavily involved with what's going on in the Ukraine. Your cash, either supporting monthly or a one-time shot, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Cash is needed here. It is not an insincere, you know, again, a lot of people in, the, in this case, I don't know about you, but you tend to feel helpless, man, sitting in Ohio and wondering what the hell can I do to touch the, the lives of those folks. Well, again, if there's going to be 5 million people displaced because of this and they're all heading to their neighboring countries, those countries need, uh, those countries not only need agencies to help support those refugees, but they need the cash and they need the food and the beds and the blankets and the tents and, you know, the, the, the purification water services and, and the toilets. And I mean, think about all the things that are that are going to be needed for five million people. Your cash is good. So, you know, 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, five bucks a month. To one of these agencies over the course is a, is a good thing. So open up your wallets, man. Open up your wallets. What are you doing? Do it right now while you're listening to me. So much better than to donate to them than, than listening to my garbage. How are we doing on time? Is anybody paying attention back there? Let's <laughs> say I'm talking to my fake producers again. I love my fake producers. Marty, Sue, you guys are great. You've been with me forever. Appreciate you guys. So cash, find an agency, stick with the agency. Get the agency's bumper sticker, put it on your car. Get the agency's t-shirt, wear it around. Find out if you can adopt a family through, you know, through your cash. Find out where the agencies specifically are in those European countries and send them a letter. Send the send the send the family a letter. There's a bunch of things that you can do there with your cash. Open it up, though, please. Um, the the number three on the list is pray or spiritual practices. Now, so this is where the rub gets. Because I know a lot of people I've been, you know, I hear a lot of people I'll pray and then I see on Twitter. Go to Twitter, man, and you just get pissed off right away. The guy that invented Twitter invented like an anger and contempt machine. That's what he really did. Oh, but JR, we can help. Yeah, of course, Twitter can help. I understand. You share this. You talk about this. Twitter's good. Okay, blah, blah, blah. 
But for, for the most part, man, there is so much blood in the Twitter water, y'all. I don't even know how I got onto that. Oh, yeah, because I was watching somebody get beat up because they said pray for Ukraine. And then, of course, you know, prayer's not enough, prayer's stupid, prayer's not real, uh, prayer's lip service. You know, there's all these freaking people behind it. Um, that's fine. If you're not a praying person, well, then turn this shit off right now because I'm going to talk about spiritual practice and prayer. Because, again, to my point about the energy that we're taking in right now, being stuck to the ceiling as a human community that our nervous systems are just absolutely obliterated after COVID and the, the fear and the crisis of COVID and the death of COVID. And, and now we're staring World War Three. what seems like World War III, uh, down the barrel of a gun. Um, prayer, meditation, contemplation, spiritual practice, whether you're a Hindu, a Buddhist, a Sufi, a Muslim, a Christian, a Jew, I think we can all agree... We can all agree. You're Russian Orthodox. You're, 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 whatever you are, I think we can all agree. As a faith community, prayer, meditation, contemplation, the ability to sit with our own hearts puts us in a restful and mindful and giving and compassionate space to lift up our heads and our eyes from and act. That's why prayer is going to be the hardest thing you do in this list. Finding your voice, getting out there protesting and posting and learning about stuff and meeting new people in community and you know rabble-rousing a little bit on the whole peaceful side, that's one thing. Giving your cash, fantastic. Here's 10, 5 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. But the prayer is going to have a real commitment to it. You, you in your heart. You, you in your heart. Love needs a platform at the end of the day. And that platform is prayer. The way we communicate with divine. We start with prayer because you're going to allow your heart to break for the suffering. For those trapped in violence and trampled by violence. The more time I spend in my own contemplation about the people that are being run over right now in war and violence, the more my heart breaks and the more compassion my heart seeks to not only give and act on, but to also take in. We move to love through this divine space, and it is hard to do because a lot of times it doesn't seem like it's yielding results. God, I pray for peace in the Ukraine. How come there's no peace in the Ukraine? God, I pray for the Russian troops. How come they're not pulling back? God, I pray for, God, I pray for, and it doesn't, and it's not. I get it. I totally understand it. We're not necessarily looking for results, everybody. As much as we are looking for our ability to soften our own heart in the suffering of other people, so we may act compassionately, we may act quickly, spontaneously, and ready to receive need. That's why it is hard, but that's why we do it. Sometimes we expect prayer, expect divine, to just simply answer the prayer. When divine, through our own prayer, in our own heart 
centering moments need to take on other people's need and not just simply make it God's sold responsibility. Our prayers need to be met, God. Now, sometimes God looks back at us and says, yeah, post something. Yeah, give your cash. Be uncomfortable with people's needs if you have to be. Make a commitment in your prayer in your spiritual life to honor the lives of those stuck in this war with your touch of prayer. Make a commitment to yourself. Make a commitment with community. Grab your kids. Hey, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for peace. We're going to pray for nonviolence. We're going to pray for people's ability to live their lives without getting shot by a by a tank. We're not simply looking for victory. We are looking for peace to end violence, war. This starts in your heart. Not not in Putin's heart, in your heart. That's why prayer is difficult. Because you've got to reconcile why you want peace for yourself and for your community and your family as you reconcile the suffering of what's happening in the Ukraine. Or any, or any place on the planet, or any place on the planet where opposition and suffering are, at the, are, 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 are being taken in by, by a people. The people of North Korea. The folks in China. There's a lot of opposition, and there's a lot of violence, and there's a lot of, of course, human beings. But again, we're not simply looking for victory. We're looking for peace to end violence. And that starts in your heart. That's why prayer's hard, because it's going to challenge you in the mirror. But as you get challenged in the mirror, you're going to hear people's needs, and you're going to do something about it. You're going to stand up. Remember that movie, we're not going to take it anymore. And that's really not the vision I want you to have. I really want you to have a vision where we hold sorrow and joy in one hand because that is the human experience. These aren't two things that are separated. Joy and sorrow are together in the human experience. And, it's not, and, and again, a lot of times we feed one or the other. And I'm asking you through your own heart, through prayer, through petition, through uh, contemplation, meditation, whatever you're doing, chants, Singing bowl stuff. Whatever you're doing in your practice, I'm asking you to reconcile that stuff in your heart so you can be attentive to the needs of what's happening inside of violence and war. What not to do with war? What are we not doing with war? That's important. We're not cheerleading the violence, y'all. We're not cheerleading the violence. We're not cheerleading the ability to kill, maim, and destroy. We're not cheerleading more opposition, more oppression. If you find yourself cheerleading there, watch your words. Watch the energy. What's the need to cheerlead violence? What's your need to cheerlead violence? Watch the need to fuel the fight. 
Watch the need to fuel the fight. Why? Why would we fuel the fight? And the third one is just no warmongering. Warmongering. I'm going to look that up. I had it up earlier. Because I think it's important to really understand this word. A person who encourages or advocates aggression towards other countries or groups. And you can turn... And and again, I mean, if you know me, you know I got anger. (laughs) And I'm speaking to myself when I do these podcasts too, y'all. This is not a, you know, the JR hour of power. I'm speaking to myself. These are thoughts that come out of my heart. And I point back to JR and say, no warmongering, man. Don't put yourself in a position to cheerlead. Don't put yourself in a position to just simply want eradication for bad people, the bad, the bad guys. Because it's not as easy as just finding the right or wrong. We need to do this work in our hearts. We need to do this work in our hearts because it is just so damn important to understand. And, and the warmongering has so many different tonalities to it. You watch Fox, you watch CNN, and you watch MSNBC. Here's what's crazy. Although they all have, you know, for the most part, separate little ways, heavy conservative, heavy, heavy liberal, uh, progressive liberal um, stances, and we all know this. I'm not saying anything out of turn here. It's not, you know, rocket science to figure this shit out. But they all have a different tone of warmongering. They all have a different tone of cheerleading the violence, whether it's through nationalistic patriotism, red, white, and blue, let's go fight the good fight, or whether it's through just this idea of go kill the evil. I just want everybody to be real damn careful about how we are cheerleading violence. Violence is not the way to any place, and it never will be. War is not the play, way for any... It, it just never will be. It is always going to be a shit show. That's all. Those are my do's and don't do's. Um, I love you guys. This was on my heart since Sunday. Um, well, even pre that knowing that there were going to be shenanigans. And the big thing that I want you to hear today is how am I investing in the needs of others, particularly as it pertains right now to the world stage. Just because you're sitting in California, Ohio, or New York, Vermont, my good, my good people in Minnesota, just because we're sitting in places where we don't feel like we got to touch, we can touch. We can absolutely touch. And we can touch very, very quickly. Remember, you can watch this shit live. Just pull it out of your pocket. I pray for you. I pray for your hearts, and I pray for your senses of peace and the ability to pay attention to need. I pray for your understanding of what suffering is, and I also pray for your understanding of how love how love is the only thing that brings comfort to that. So thanks for being involved and along on the journey in the passion. 
Um, if you need a spiritual director, I'm your guy. If you're looking for, if you're looking to give beyond what I talked about giving to, uh, Tabletop Ministries is the thing that I run, executive director of Tabletop Ministries and spiritual director. Um, and we help uh, people. We we essentially provide spiritual direction for free for those who can't afford the you know the resources or don't have the resources for um, traditional levels of therapy and counseling and, and all that stuff. It's a good thing to give to. Got a lot of lot of people involved in the ministry um, that could use your cash. But before you give to us, think about those uh, good good resources um, to give to with Ukraine. I love you. If you're looking for a retreat space, we've got one. It's the retreat at Ridgewood. That's a place when we moved to Ohio, we created a retreat space for you. If you go to jrman.com, J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com, there is a retreat space. And you can go look at that, and there's pictures on there on the little place that we created for you. Um, We already got people coming for the spring, so spring dates are open. Hit me back. I'll hit you back with some spring dates, and you can come retreat for two, three, four, five days. Get your peace. Get your silence on. Get your spiritualness and your mojo lacquered up. Get the rust out of the system. I love you guys. And I appreciate you. And we'll talk. We'll talk soon. Maybe not next week, but we'll talk soon. Love ya. Love ya.